You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Style Stalinsky and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast, because canon just isn't enough. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Cast. It is season two, episode four, and we are recording Safe in the 5am Light by Cave Canham, um, who is also You Are Too Smart on Tumblr. That's her Teen Wolf blog. I am here with... I'm Claire, and I'm Pudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I am Maggie, I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And I am Rosemary, and I am Row Your Boat on Tumblr. And I'm Rachel, I'm Rongasm on Tumblr, and... I love this fic because it is the most domestic established relationship <laughs> thing I have ever read in my life. Shocker. The fandom I'm needs so fluff like this. I'm so attached to this fic. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. As am I. I just had this feeling of dread the whole time. And I know I say that every week when something happy happens in these <laughs> fics. But I do. I'm just like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it's all going to go wrong. You know what, though? Like, can you blame us? Because we have been tortured <laughs> by Teen Wolf. We are traumatized people. Like, I, I will never trust a TV show ever again. No. Nope. Right. Yeah. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So, like, to read a happy this, it's like, it's not going to last. There's no <laughs> way they can actually be happy. This is a dream. Yeah. And I mean, like, as soon as we get our ship together, it's gonna, he's getting taken. So it's like, here, take what you want, and then just have it pulled from you. Um, all right. I trust issues. But anyway, this book is super happy, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> Ignoring our trust issues for today, what did you guys think about, like, the general feel of Styles and Leah's relationship in this fanfic? It's so unique and, like, individual. I just, I feel like we don't get a lot of fix like this because as a fandom, we are all pretty obsessed with angst because they're at a pretty angsty place right now. But I... I love them in this fic. I think they're adorable. Yeah, I think their position in regarding their relationship in this fic is also pretty unique because usually we'll get, like, a high school fic or, like, college, post-college, but it's never the in-between parts. Like, when they're just kind of, like, at the beginning of their relationship, but they're still established, and they're about to embark on, like, a new chapter of their lives together. So it's usually, like, we're already on that next chapter. It's never, like, the in-between chapter that we get to see. So I really liked how it was, like, the summer before their college, their freshman year of college. That was really exciting because it was fresh. We don't see that quite often, so. Well, and there's a really great place where they're they're so comfortable with each other, but they're still discovering new things because they're entering this new chapter in their lives. I'm going to skip through probably my favorite part of this fic, which is when they go on the date together because they realize they haven't done that before, even though they've been dating for, like, what, three months? And they realize they're really bad on, like, going on normal people dates. It just doesn't suit them. And they're okay with that. Like That's another thing that you never see, like, Styles and Lydia having a bad date. I was like, this is... They would... Absolutely have a bad date, but like we never read that in our fan fiction. So I was like, it was nice to kind of see that. Like they're struggling. They're still trying to get to know each other, even though they've known each other forever. 
I feel like there's all these expectations in the date context and they're both like so overwhelmed by the idea of normal people dating because their whole relationship is based around intimacy, not necessarily normalcy. And like there's definitely a distinction there that the characters probably in a like more realistic representation would have to struggle through. And so the idea that they go on this date and it's awkward as hell and Lydia's like, oh my God, should I climb out the window? Like, is my relationship completely <laughs> over? What do no, I do? And she comes back and he's like, I was afraid you're going to go out the window. Yeah. And yeah. she just, she just laughs because he knows her so well. <laughs> <laughs> I think the date is also just so telling of their relationship and how um, comfortable and effortless it is because the date like required a lot of thought and it was only the fact that they thought oh we haven't actually been on a real date that um because you know dating is just that's what normal teenagers do and they were trying to be that and it's just they didn't even need to do that because Styles and Lydia require little to no thought or effort they just are Aww. I love that. They they just are. That's so true. I love the line um, in the date when it was like, it felt like a first date with a boy she didn't really know as opposed to her best friend. And I was like, ah, Styles is her best friend. And it was just like, I love that line because um, I think we've all been on those. It was so relatable. Like we've all been on those dates where we're like, um, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> But she needn't be like, this is her best friend. But in the context, it's so different from anything that they've ever done before. So it really throws her for a loop. And it's interesting to see. Well, like the contrast of the date to when they were just bullshitting earlier. I mean, there's that that great line when they're just like hanging out in the car and drinking the Angry Orchard, where there was a certain feeling to the warm evening, like a film from the 80s, the kind that made you want to hold deep conversations with your friends and say bittersweet adieus to an old life. Like, that's just, like, they're just so comfortable there. <laughs> Comparing things to 80s movies is awesome, and yes. I love that scene because I love the fact... That scene just, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so cute. I love the fact that there's, like, that moment where he's, like... Oh, God, you thought I was changing my mind? I'm not changing my mind. Like, I want to try the long distance. I want to do this with you. Like, I don't want this relationship to not exist in this world. It's just going to be hard. And, like, he's stressing out about it being hard and them, like, having to work through it. But he's not unwilling to try. And he's, like, almost horrified at the idea that she would think that he would like reject her in any way he's like no like we're, we're gonna do long distance it's gonna be okay like we're gonna do this and I know that long distance is like super unrealistic but I just truly believe that it wouldn't occur to either of them after we're like waiting so long to get together to like break up and then be like okay well if we can get back together after college that's great I feel like they just try to make it work because it's just not worth it to break up when they know that it's each other and, like, they want to try. It's like, long distance? No problem. Piece of cake. <laughs> Got this. No one bleeding, right? Okay, we can do it. We're fine. Yeah. No bleeding, um, no screaming. We're great. <laughs> that, but the fact that um, his whole, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that you thought I was doubting you, there leads to the flailing, which leads to spilling of Angry Orchard all over her blouse, which leads to her taking the shirt off and the conversation about whether her bra is black or navy, like, 
Oh my god. I love that. Yes. Scene. I love the so fact that he's I like know what my bra is. He's okay. like, I wouldn't mind if you were if you were like showing your bra the whole night and she's like, Oh, should I should I call Scott and Liam over here? And he's like, Alright. Maybe maybe no. Maybe that's that's only for me. <laughs> Well, and Bras show up in this fic a few times, like, later on when the sheriff, they you know, catches them, and he's holding her bra in his hand, ah, he doesn't realize I'm it until sorry, afterwards. my bra. I love that scene. I love that scene like, so much. That what scene was so fun to read, like, to do the pot fic for. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and just like the dialogue with some dad. Hi dad. Hi dad. Hi. So you're up. Of course you're up. <laughs> As you can see, we are two fully dressed adults who are not in a bed together. <laughs> Platonic. Platonic sleepover. Yes. I loved one of my favorite parts of that scene was when Styles was like tossing her close to her and she would catch it and they both cheered. Like it was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> like, it was just like so suddenly cute. there. It was just like and they cheered and like blink and you miss it. But oh my god, I love it. They're oh. so happy. Yes. And just like having fun together. Yeah. You know? And I feel like so often in these in these fix we focus on their hesitations with each other. And not that that's a bad thing, but it was so refreshing to see this change and this change done so well. Where it makes sense. They're still them, they're still in character, they still have to work through the issue of hey, we have to do this new chapter in our lives, and it's gonna be long distance and it's worth it. We have decided that it's worth it, so we're not gonna focus on the yeah. angst of it. <laughs> Which is nothing that would ever happen again, because since when did we focus on the eggs? So you can understand why I have trust issues, because it was just like, oh, I love the way they're written here. I love it. It's perfect. It has to go wrong. And it doesn't. Spoilers. It doesn't. Spoilers. This ends so well. This, you know what, I, I think that my favorite thing about this fic is that Leia becomes a really playful character in this fic, and that is a blessing to read. Lydia Martin has been through some shit, you guys. And the fact that after, like, at the end of the day, she gets to be with the guy she wants to be with and she feels safe with him and what manifests from that is playful Lydia Martin. Like, it didn't feel out of character, which is the wonderful thing. Like, sometimes you read a fic where she's in a relationship and you're like, oh, this is so weird. This, like, doesn't feel like her. But in this, it was like, it just felt like the natural progression of Lydia when she feels comfortable in her own skin and with somebody else. Those two things, I think, are really important to seeing her just, like, happy, laughing, playful. And just, like, as a whole, she seemed really peaceful in this fic. And I want that for her so bad. No, absolutely. And I feel like... I feel like it's happened a few times on this podcast where we've talked about, like, oh, and this is how Lydia would react if she hadn't experienced this or she had experienced this thing instead in the thick. And I think, I mean, this is this is Lydia who's experienced the things that she's experienced in canon, and she is deciding to go in this playful direction. And it is fully in character, and it's really refreshing to see that she's come out stronger and playful. And I love it. And I think Styles brings that out in her, which is one of the reasons why I've always shipped them. Like, I I can remember, like, early Rachel, who had just discovered Stydia, and, like, my view of them, because they've gotten to be a more angsty ship, has changed a lot. It has to, because the show has changed. But when I think about early Rachel starting to ship Stydia, the reason that I shipped it was, A, because Styles treated her like a goddamn gentleman, and B, because it brought out really fantastic sides of Lydia that we haven't really, we don't get to see with the other guys in her life. And I just love that 
this fic shows the positive parts of Lydia, the parts of her character that I love, but in a more playful way. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, like, I love, love, love just that side of Lydia and that we finally get to see what we've always dreamed for her. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that this fic does have those moments of, like, oh, Reality, not super angsty, but the little things like um, them coming across a photo of baby styles with his mom and him not wanting to talk about it, or like um, the I think the very beginning of their date, there's a quote that's like, what is it? When Lydia kisses him, and she says. She poured into it all the affection and tenderness she felt but was not able to express openly. So just those little bits of, like, the reality thrown into the playfulness just kind of balance it out and just make it that much more believable, and I really appreciate those moments. Yeah, Yeah. it's like they're not quite there yet. They're still working on being comfortable and opening up, and they obviously love each other and they care about each other, but we're seeing them in the initial stages of the this new relationship and yeah I love seeing them kind of work through those things together you know not quite being ready but still like willing to give each other a shot despite everything against them I feel like this is a weird place for them because and that's why people don't write it a lot myself included because it's like there's comfort of being with someone but then there's also the newness and like it's all very very fresh and it's it's hard to quite balance out the like I mean you've got Lydia's insecurities versus how safe she feels with Styles and then you've got like Styles being the person who he is who's always had feelings for Lydia and is like discovering what it's like to be in a relationship with this girl for the first time like he's been thinking about what this would be like since he was eight years old and now he's actually doing it and it's like I feel like this is a stage in their relationship where he's half, like, this isn't real. This is going to leave at any moment, like, half disbelieving about it. And the other half is like, well, it's just Lydia. It's, like, just one of my best friends, just one of my favorite people. Like, that's not a big deal. And so both of them are at a really strange crossroads, as you guys have been saying throughout this podcast. And it makes it really complicated to write. So props, because I think all of us feel like it's written really well here. Well, and something that's masterful about the writing is it's really not easy, but easier, I think, to write drama, to have something extreme is happening right now, to have something incredibly subtle and beautiful like this. There's a lot of work that clearly went into this, and it was artfully done. She did a really good job of it. It's so gorgeous. Like, gor- like okay, I'm biased because I spend so much time reading this book, and then, you know, recording it, but it's just so gorgeous and... Uh, it just gives me tingles every time I read it. It's like getting a hug from a friend who you haven't seen in a long time, and you're just like, I'm so happy that you're here. Like, I'm just so happy. That's all these We, we, we keep saying, it's gorgeous, it's pretty as this. I, writing-wise, it's just it's just really good writing. It's not flowery, <laughs> but it's, it's just so subtle, and there's so much care with it, and the descriptions are just so in character. And there's still something new to like it's it's familiar and new all at once. And I yes, props, mad props. It's, and yes. it's writing kind of like is as easy as a relationship. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. it just the flow and the word choices. It just like 
you're just kind of floating along just like they are and it's really it's a really nice experience I think the thing that's great about the writing here and like their relationship to go off of what you said Claire is that this is this is Cydia without bells and whistles and the writing doesn't have bells and whistles either, but that doesn't mean it's not incredible. And I just feel like the the pure simplicity of it is just that. It's really pure, and it's really nice, and it it feels like you're just experiencing... It feels like summer, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels... It feels like the part of the summer where it's, like, just the beginning, and you don't have to go back to school for a really long while, and you're still, you know, reveling in the freedom of having escaped classes for another vacation, and it just feels really free, and it feels like sunny days, and I don't know, it's just so nice. Well, to quote the beginning of the thing, she was Lydia Martin, and her life was just beginning, and that is what this book is. Oh, my God! (laughs) Oh, the beginning. Oh, the beginning of a beautiful story. Hmm. Lydia giving her graduation speech to Styles is something that makes me really what? emotional because I feel like, oh my God, after all this time, like, Styles is her boyfriend and he's sitting in the crowd watching his girlfriend, the valedictorian, Lydia Martin, give her speech and he's making faces at her because he knows how she's taking this so seriously and she works so hard and he knows that that speech is goddamn perfect and that now all she needs to do is relax and give an amazing speech and, like, just the fact that, like, they, after all these years, are, like, experiencing this together and he's in those, like, he's in the long robes and the hat and That's she's true. like up there that just yeah. like fucks me up i was gonna say just the knowledge like of what like i just would love to be in styles's mind and just see him thinking like i'm alive like after all i've been through like i'm alive i'm sitting here at graduation i made it and my fucking girlfriend is lydia martin <laughs> and she's the valedictorian and she's taking this whole thing home like i cannot Oh, it just like uh, it makes me emotional, you know. Like what a roller coaster for him. Like his whole school years of just you know growing up with Lydia by his side and pining, and then you know Scott getting bitten and his whole life turned upside down, and all this is happening. And there were times where he didn't think he'd make it, but he made it. And Lydia's right there next to him, and it's just like. <sighs> hurts me in a good good way he made it and Lydia's right there next to him and like, hand left to Scott's proud pop face while Lydia reads them <laughs> the speech oh, oh my god with Scott <laughs> Malia somewhere in the audience like if I don't get out of these robes right now I'm gonna strangle myself with them <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Malia, like, can we t- talk about the group scene with the hair braiding? Aww, <laughs> oh, please. So oh, please because you'll like, be the prettiest bald banshee in the whole oh, town, God. though. It's about the fact that he's doing it because she thinks he can't and he wants to prove her wrong <laughs> is just, like, the greatest reason to braid anyone's hair ever. Well, I kept um, picturing that video of Chris Pratt. Oh my god! He French braids the intern's hair in the middle of an interview, and I don't know why that's what I was picturing here, but I was just like, yeah, yeah. He's just like really happy about it. And like the group dynamic is just—you've got everyone else in the pool. You've got Malia with like her snarky one-liner, which is perfect because she's like Styles. You fucking got yourself into this. Leave everyone else out of this. (laughs) And then Scott coming over with the drinks. 
And, like, literally putting the straw in Styles' mouth so that he can drink while he braids Lydia's hair. And <laughs> they're so in love. He's so good. He's like, Scott, then help my poor human dehydrated body. And he just, like, helps him drink the cocktail, and it's beautiful. I love it so much. Side note nice. from that scene, I, like, just the fact that they're staying at Lydia's lake house for two weeks, and I'm like, holy God, God, if Styles and Lydia aren't sleeping in the same room for two weeks straight, I will eat my hat. They are totally sleeping in the room together, like, for two weeks. Why would they not? Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just need to, I just wanted to, like, bring attention to this idea of, like, we always talk about, Maggie, I feel like you and I have headcanoned a couple times about them, like, the first time they stay in a hotel together, and, like, yeah. I just realized that the lake house would, like, totally negate that because they've, like, slept in a room together for two weeks. Like, they've shared a room. Like, they wake up together and they go to sleep together and, like, what if there's, like, an adjoining bathroom and there's, like, a shower? Okay, I need to stop. It's like they're on vacation. Whoa. I need to leave. So I would just that maybe um, this author write that fic, two weeks in a lake house. Um, I was hoping she'd elaborate a little bit more about those two weeks, but... Um, what we got was good. I'm pretty sure she's writing a sequel with the Lake House in it because I want. I was like, um, I want more of the Lake House. Can we stop saying Lake House? Because I'm thinking like Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves now. I love that movie. Uh, now I'm like, I cannot love that movie. That's not Lake okay. Scott. Every time we say Lake House on Studio Gas, take a shot. <laughs> New game. I think that while we're talking about hotel studio, maybe we should talk about other domestic things like oh i don't okay. know just off the top of my head <laughs> styles cooking oh my god <laughs> styles like styles cooking head cannon is just like my favorite because obviously he learned how to cook after his mom died because the sheriff couldn't do it all the time and they didn't want to eat takeout all the time and it's just like oh my god little baby styles learning how to cook and now he does it when as an adult and he's like super sexy about it and he's making hollandaise sauce and guys that's actually not easy hollandaise sauce is very difficult to make fyi so let's just go from there the fact that she gets turned on by him cooking and then she just starts making out with him and he's like wait wasn't there water hair here? And Lydia, like, feeling the water seeping into her shorts is like, nope. <laughs> and then his sauce burns, and he's like, out! Get out! Uh, you ruined wait, my sauce! Says, Villainous wench destroyer of sauces. I want yeah. Styles to call me that. She's just watching him, and she's like, God, I want to jump him. I'm like, yeah. We feel ya. We do. It's great. And... <laughs> I love the part when he he's asking her to taste it, and she's like, he had the audacity to hold that spoon out to me without even looking at me? That little shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just has, like, the perfect amount of sassy Lydia, and, like, oh, my God, sassy turned on Lydia is just on point here. It's great. Wow. And a surprising turn of events. I am not the one crying on the Studio Cast episode. That would be Rachel. Shut up! Because her domesticity has been tickled pink. I'm, like, actually crying, though. I just want to say, um, to fill this in while Rachel composes herself, I love the scene where um, Sal says to the sheriff, like, oh, don't you trust me? And he's like, no. And he's like, but you trust Lydia, right? And it was like, Lydia... Like, looking innocent with wide eyes while holding pictures of, like, disembodied corpses. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I trust her. <laughs> I love that That's whole scene. Part. 
I love that scene. Just, like, the whole thing is fantastic because she's, like, cleaning his room with him. And, like, she's folding his laundry. Like, what the hell is that? That's amazing. Like, and she's folding his laundry. They're dancing to 80 songs. Again, Rosemary, you must be in heaven. Like, yes. um, (laughs) And then just, (laughs) he finds out she wrote a paper about Star Wars. And I think he probably just, like... Say yeah. it. Say it. I know what you were gonna say. Say it. <laughs> like just you know, came in his pants. A yeah. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. I was like, you, you know what? We have the explicit tag on this podcast. You can say that Styles jizzed his pants. And it is me. So <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. The Star Wars thing was great. That was yeah. so great. I love how she saves it and puts it in her purse. Oh my god, yes. Lydia Martin is sentimental. Deep, deep down, she has this sweet, sensitive bone in her body. (laughs) Yeah, it's Styles. I (laughs) went for it. (laughs) Anyways. Well, that happens. Sorry for that inappropriate joke. No, you're not. No, you're not. As soon as I saw it, I looked right at Rachel's screen. I was like, she's going to go for it. She did. If I hadn't, wouldn't you have been disappointed? I would have been shocked. <laughs> at least I'm consistent. Guys, Maggie has really good teeth, just for, like, those at home. They're, like, really white and straight. It's a, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, I love the little, the little Skiles in this scene, too. <laughs> like, why, Skiles, why are you blurry in this picture and no one else is? Oh, Scott just pushed me off a bench. <laughs> I love DV Scott McCall. The Skiles in this is just great. Um, I want to talk about the scene where they just, like, wake up in bed together, and he's, like, a furnace, and she's, like, overheating, and she, like, says his name, and he thinks that she's, like, sex moaning, and he's, like, I know, I know, we're great, and she's, like, no, get off of me. Oh, God. And she's, like, oh, you're hot, and he's, like, um, you too? She's, like, no, like, temperature, get the fuck off of me, I need to take a shower. Oh, my God, it's so domestic, it's disgusting. I'm also, horrified. then I'm thinking about, like, because the comment about, like, not using hair gel, and then I go to, like, Dylan when he doesn't use hair gel, and then and I kind of, like, lost myself in that moment for a little bit. Um, Maze Runner. Maze Runner Dylan yeah. is ideal Dylan. Oh, my God, yes. <sighs> I think we all didn't say anything about it yet because we were thinking about it the whole time, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's fair. It that was is just a, a constant thought. Yeah. Styles like waking up in the morning with no hair gel though, and like Lydia seeing that, that like fucks me up. Like Lydia seeing him without hair gel for the first time since he grew his hair out, and she's like, "What? Like, wait, your hair doesn't just like naturally stick up like that? Oh my god! Why is Porcupine Styles still a thing? It's 2016. <laughs> it's 2016. Wait, can I? Can we talk about one thing? The Allison stuff. Mm-hmm. And her. Well, I guess the last scene. With the Allison dream of her, you know, what is it? Her death, which, you know, is is a bit heavy for this fic, but I think it works. It works really well because throughout the um, fic, we have these, especially during the date, there are like these italicized thoughts that she's thinking but doesn't actually say out loud. Like, um, 
I'm glad you're here or I love you. And to me, it just kind of connects to the end of the fic. So she's dreaming about Allison dying, bleeding out on the pavement as she's saying, like, it's okay, and I love you, Scott. And then it ends with her talking to Allison and saying, it's okay, I love him. And it's just the... She's just, like, still communicating with Allison throughout this whole thing. And it's just, oh, my God, that killed me a little bit. Um, Because it kind of came out of nowhere, and then you're like, oh... She's talking to Allison at the end of this. It's just like, oh, does anyone else, like, just want to die when they read that? Yeah. But it was so optimistic at the same time. It was, like, those who die never leave us. And it wasn't like she was haunted. I feel like a lot of times when post-Allison's death fics are are written, it's, like, everybody's very haunted by her. And I think that they're in a good place here where they they miss her. They're, of course, regretful that she's gone, but... They need to move on. I feel like they have moved on, but she still has a place there. Yeah, it just was really well done with the whole it's okay and Allison, you know, being but sort of at peace because she's with Scott and she loves Scott and then Lydia being with Styles at the end, especially with those conversations that she and Allison had before Allison died about, you know, you will find that one person who makes you feel that way that you never felt before um and her just kind of realizing that and just you know sharing that with Allison that she finally has found that and it, it was happy um like Rosemary said it was optimistic but it was you know it was a tough moment for us for us Lydia was okay, though, I think. I mean, like, she wakes up, and she's, like, just for some background, if you don't remember, she wakes up in Styles' bed, and he's over at his computer on a wiki spiral, and <laughs> she, um, she, like, gets out of bed, and she's like, oh my god, you're still awake, and she, like, goes and sits in his lap and um, helps him edit the article and make it more scientifically accurate, and, like, that's when... She tells Allison that she's okay and that she loves him. It's, like, the simplest moment of all time. It's just, like, it's okay. It's so normal and beautiful. It's just... It's like she didn't really think that she would reach that point. And a lot of us... I feel like we kind of think that maybe she wouldn't. Well, let's, let's say it like this. If Jeff Davis actually acknowledged the feelings and that like everybody on the show would have major PTSD, except they just miraculously don't, I would think maybe Lydia wouldn't reach this point where she is finally okay after Allison's death. And obviously that's not really in a whole lot of detail in the show because Jeff Davis doesn't really acknowledge the fact that his characters would all have major PTSD at this point, but they're just fine. Um, But she is able to reach a point where she is finally okay with her life post-Allison, and it's because of Styles. I would just like to point out that we made it this far through the episode without complaining about Jeff Davis. Wow. She, like, like, Claire, that was the first mention of Jeff Davis. But, like, I I couldn't help it because he's an idiot, so. Well, duh. But he did bring us Lydia Martin. Yeah. I like that Allison was at the end of the story because I think that um, it was kind of uh, 
like a place marker for where Styles and Lydia are in terms of their relationship. And what I mean by that is um, they're going back to the past when they remember Allison, but they're actually moving forward with their future together. Um, and it's still like in that phase of like learning about each other. They're only three months into dating. Um, they're about to move and start their lives together separately, but they're still connected. And um, I think like having Allison there was something that as like a familiar thread from their past, but like presently they're getting over it together. Like I just really enjoyed that Styles was like up doing his own thing on the computer and like Lydia came over and he just like comforted her and gave her what he could at that moment. And they just stayed together till the sun came up. It was like a new day, you know, a new chapter, a new day. I liked it. It reminds me of the epilogue of the Hunger Games when Katniss is describing Peta as her dandelion in the spring. I really feel like Styles is that for Lydia in a lot of ways in this scene and in this fic. Like, um, there's so much hardship um, and disaster in her life. It's like a tornado. Um, and Styles is the one who, like, just like Katniss is trying to, you know, keep herself from fixating on death and things that happened in her life that are hard to deal with. Styles is the one for Lydia. He's her dandelion in the spring. He's the, like, flower in her field of dead grass. Um, and it's just, like, it's really beautiful that like you know two broken people are able to find each other and like find really simplistic happiness um in a world that continuously tears them down and tries to keep them apart that's so sweet i'm so emo guys (laughs) (laughs) all right um so i think that this just about concludes this episode of citycast it has been a pleasure talking to you ladies um yeah i hated it i hated talking to all of you you're all terrible i, uh, uh, I literally just did a whole snapchat about how we're all friends <laughs> but I, I just i just hate all of you so much which is why we do this all the time <laughs> voluntarily the only thing Rosemary hates more than us is Stydia, which is just, like, her least favorite thing to talk about. It's like, fuck that. Like. Hysteric. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my God. I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, like, covered my mouth immediately. I was like, I'm going to regret this later. Next week, we are having our first fandom-voted fic of season two, which is going to be Baby, She's a Wild Thing by Panic Attack Kisses. So y'all should go read that. Of course, there will be links on the City of Cast blog. Um, And don't forget to go send author's love for this week and next week and all the other weeks. Um, So yeah, I'm Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I'm Claire. I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I'm Maggie. I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And I'm Rosemary, and I am Row Your Boat on Tumblr. And how about that new script release, guys? That new script, though. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That is fucking me up! Bye, guys! Here at StidiaCast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at StidiaCast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore cast. 
A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, row your boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making season two of Cydia Cast possible. Thank you for listening and see you next time.